Nothing, just an incident. That's what you get when you don't need the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get in there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe, and I'm here with Hannah. Hi. How are you doing, Hannah? Oh, I'm doing so well. How are you doing, Zoe? I'm doing pretty well. Oh, just pretty well. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to be honest about yeah. your real feelings. Um, I mean, I think it's fair to say I'm probably only pretty well also. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting me be authentic. <laughs> of course. I, I think it's really important to, when somebody asks you how you're doing, Obviously, you don't have to trauma dump and be like, my life is in shambles, unless you feel comfortable and safe. Yeah. But uh, I think it's, I think too many of us just say, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We're not really good. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so pretty good is the feeling for today. I think okay. it's maybe like um, like seven and a half stars out of 10. Okay. That's great. Feels pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. Of what I just said. Yeah. Okay. Good, not great. <laughs> good, not great. Um. I only reserve great for really great moments. Yeah, sure. If you're great all the time, then is, is anything ever great? And what's there to look forward to? Exactly. So true. So true. But anyway, we're here together again, which That's is always deep. a joy. Um, love recording with you. Love uh, it. Um, I don't know why you're laughing. I don't like know why I'm laughing joke. either. I think just like because... Like you put air quotes around it. <laughs> no, just because, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay. I just... Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not even that. It's just... Anyway, I, yeah. I don't know. But thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, wow. Thanks for listening to our show. Um, thank you to everyone again. I just always keep saying the same thing. But the people that reach out, that say how much they like our show, that send us nice messages, leave us reviews on 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 Apple, that are just really doing the doing the Lord's work. Yeah, to uh, boost us up. Yeah, it's cool. We got, and I won't go into the details because it's not really my business to share. But we got a really cool DM from a listener last week after our episode. Um, just kind of talking, like thanking us because our episode helped her kind of like unpack something that she'd been going through and kind of allowed her to grieve something. And honestly, when we sit down, I don't really think about yeah. how much impact positive and uh, hopefully not negative, but that we could be having. And it, I don't know, it's just cool. And so we appreciate you letting us know. Yeah, I think it's, things. It, it is it's interesting cool. or it's our goal, I think, has always been if one person out there feels a little bit more seen with our show, that they feel like, oh, there's people talking about this sport in the way that I like to talk about this right. sport. I feel I feel like these people are like me or people yeah. have fun listening to it, brings them a little bit of joy, then our job here is done. Amen. Um, but we still have a, much more to do. Yeah, not done. It's just check. You know, yeah, we've check. done what we're looking to do so and true. we'll continue doing So we, again, would appreciate your five-star <laughs> ratings, your reviews. Maybe, you know, our Apple Pod ratings are a little bit um, thin compared to our Spotify. So if you have Apple Podcasts, you want to give us five stars, we'd appreciate this. And and if you haven't given us five stars um, and you do listen to this show regularly, I would love to know why you haven't given us five stars. Mm-hmm. DM us. Let us know what we can do to earn your five stars. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's all on that for now. But thank you to those who have. And we sincerely appreciate you. We're grateful for you every day. We still can't believe people actually listen to our show. Yeah, it is. But we're, gra- we're glad you do. We are so glad you do. Um, also, I don't know if anyone's seeing on TikTok or Instagram if they'll see clips of this sh- of the show, but I'm wearing my Fifth Gear Garms Monaco t-shirt that I just got in the mail. It's a good one. And it is so cute. And I hope you can see it um, if you watch the clips. And um, as always, if you want to 
get this shirt or any of the other amazing stuff that they have. I think they're also coming out. They have Silverstone, Melbourne, and Monaco. I think they're coming out with Miami very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously all the other helmets, liveries, et cetera. You can shop the uh, the stuff in the link in our... I think they're in all of our like Linktree yeah. bio stuff. And use our code, BAMBEHAVIOR10, mm-hmm. for 10% off. Yeah, they have a really cool like uh, grid yes. uh, walk shirt yes, too that very cool. um, is on pre-order right now yeah it's really awesome get yourself some merch like treat yourself today support small business support yeah totally 100 percent. um but let's jump into this week's episode we have a lot of fun things to talk about go over again another non-race week but actually when this comes out tuesday it is race week thank we are goodness. on the way we are heading to baku so excited um thank god we're back in it um and yeah we just need we need I miss my boys. Yeah, we need some racing. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see it again. It's fun. Um, but we still have stuff to talk about. Yeah, we we always do. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into our fan info. Do you want to go yeah. ahead and start with fan? Sure. So um it's like a uh it starts out as a foe that becomes a fan. If that well, okay. you'll you'll follow the journey. Okay. Um I know I've talked I again feel like I talk about Dak Shepard a lot. I don't really have an obsession with him. I just listen to his stuff. Um, but I was listening to the F one um with DRS episode that came out this week and in it, um, Dax was talking about how he and one of the co-hosts, Charlie, also known as perfect 10, Charlie got, um, media credentials from the FIA for, you know, is it the Miami? FIA or is it That's Formula what, One? Like, cause I know that they're two separate entities. They are. And I, if I remember correctly, I think he said FIA. So now okay. if, he, if he means F1 and said the wrong sure. thing, that's possible. Okay. Um, so I don't know. And I pretty much started seeing red. Yeah, I would too. I just got kind of frustrated because like, while I think that's a great opportunity, like, and it's not that I don't want him to have the opportunity. I think it just frustrated me because I, he's had a lot of access before and not that he doesn't deserve to be there. It just made me think about other creators in this space that have been around maybe longer or, um, have more, of an audience or whatever the case may be. I think it was just frustrating that like when we have looked um, or like when I've just looked at like how me like media credentials worked, oftentimes you have to be backed by like a traditional media outlet, like a newspaper or um, you know, a website magazine, et cetera. And so to me, I sort of just had this visceral reaction because I was just like, okay, so you got to do this because your Doc Shepard, which yeah, like fine, that's how it works. Like I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, but the reason it became my fan is because I really appreciated. I like was sort of again went through this roller coaster because he kind of came in after they were talking about it for a bit to be like. I also just want to be very clear. Like I'm aware that we don't deserve to be getting this credential. Do we not though? No, 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 not us. Oh, oh. Dax was saying this about F1. No, no, no. I. And I don't think it's that he doesn't deserve it, but I think he was also just kind of putting it out there that like he understands the privilege that comes behind this. And I feel like people don't often acknowledge acknowledge that. And I feel like that's one thing that he does well. And so he was like, I he's like, there's a lot of other creators out there that have been doing this for longer than we have that are better at it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but at the same time, I'm not going to not accept this credential. And I was like, 100%. So then I was more my frustration was more turned towards the powers that be yeah um but i think it was more just i think kind of on the back of the pit stop stuff and all just all the content creator stuff that we've 
talk about kind of all the time. It, I appreciated someone with a lot of privilege who's kind of started and um, in this particular space fairly recently acknowledging his privilege. Yeah. And it is just very archaic for them to not acknowledge podcasting as a real form of media. Yeah. Because it is the it is the form of media these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what people turn to when they want to consume media about something that they love. Yeah. Like podcasting. I mean, well, and I was huge. thinking about this too, like, and I don't know, I know that Armchair Expert is a Spotify exclusive. Yeah. So what I don't know is like do they consider Spotify to be that sort of traditional media sure, outlet that, that that would maybe be the loophole in it or like someone who maybe on company. Here. Yeah, right. Sure. So that's what I don't know. And I I can kind of under I understand in the sense, and I said this um, on a podcast that we were on with um, the girls from Push Push, but I feel like there's so many creators out there that there's a way that you could, because I think there's just a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of podcasts. It's like, how do you decide what podcasts are, you know, you approve and what you don't. And so my hope is that at some point, podcasters and content creators that are in this space are given access and that they maybe, you know, again, spent seven days at a boardroom table deciding what those sure. metrics need to look like or whatever. But hopefully that will start to change. Yeah. So, yeah. I I completely I still agree. think this is a fan, but I feel it's fode at the moment. Sure. <laughs> you, you you came around. Yeah, yeah. Um so I have two fans. So my first one was that something we missed last week due to our recording schedule was we missed Pierre and Charles at the Monte Carlo Masters final, yeah. which was really and okay. and also I should add Kika was there too. Yeah, she was. Can't be ignored. I just love that he puts her on the front page. Yeah, front page. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people were saying, "Who's the third wheel in this? Is it Charles? Is it Kika? <laughs> so, yeah, Kika." Um, also, Lando was there, though mm-hmm. he was off by himself in the nosebleeds. And I don't think he was. I think he was. Yeah. I can't remember. He he said he said on his Twitch stream he was like I think he was sitting behind the baseline, like mm-hmm. in the. You know, and they were sitting more on the side or something. He was like, we, I was in a different spot than they were. Yeah. Total Wolf was there with Susie. I know. Um, in a fedora. <laughs> yeah. They all had their little hats. Um, and you know, one thing that he can do that most other people can't is wear a fedora. Yeah. Specifically a fedora because. Yeah. Do you remember when he dressed up in the like traditional German? They wore like those traditional German. Lederhosen? Yeah. Like, but they wore them specifically for that one race. I think it was like I don't think I honoring that. Mercedes something like 100th anniversary in F1 or something like that. No, did he rock it? Survive. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I'll have to go back and rewatch. Yeah. He looked excellent. Anyway, I just, as as everyone here who listens to this podcast knows, like I love a Charles. And like Pierre what a photo moment. shoot they had. Yeah. Um, they got to meet Andre R- Rublev after the match was over, who, who won the Masters. Um, and uh, I just, again, I love more than anything is a crossover moment. Love. It's just when worlds collide, it is the best thing ever. And it's all I ever dream of. So And colliding in Monaco. Colliding in Monaco, which is the best place to collide. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's my backyard or something, you know. True. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty impressive if <laughs> Charles and Pierre collided in your backyard. I mean, who knows, right? As long as we're both here when it happens. Yeah, exactly. My other fan is not, it's a very small thing, but it's just something I thought was kind of funny. So F1 put out this graphic that said that Yuki and Lewis are the only two drivers to finish in game positions in each race. And, you know, I've always said that, I mean, Lewis and Yuki are basically one and the same. So 
Have you always said that? No. <laughs> it's like, I don't recall. But I just loved Yuki and Lewis being in the On the same, same graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, it was giving it. a is, lot. This, yeah. I'm like, slay for both of them. You know, they they are only going up. And, yeah. And, for, and just to think, Yuki was a baby in a picture with Lewis Hamilton's car. Yeah. Now they're on a graphic together. Yeah. And you could probably like, yes. You know, even though he only finished in the points one of those times. But he still moved forward. Because yeah. you could say, well... He moved forward because he qualified so poorly that all Doesn't he could matter. do was go forward. But, the stat simply you know, said. Yes. Yes. And you know what he did that so many others didn't was finish all three of his races. Preach. Yeah. So that's a super important. Yes. So good job, Yuki. Keep wow. it up. And I hope this trend continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. Do you have a, another foe or? I do. Okay. Because um, technically that was my fan. What Got I said it. before, okay, which sorry. I can understand why that would be confusing <laughs> no, due to no, the fact that bit. I was pretty ticked off when I stopped talking. But <laughs> I don't know if there's validity in this, and so you'll be able to tell me if there is or not. Um, but I've heard uh, rumblings that they're changing the way that the sprint is working in Baku. Yeah, that's actually going to be our um, learning, moment. learning moment. Okay, well, it's yes. my foe, and yeah. so I'll hold tight See, until we learn about it. Okay, we'll have a good debate. I just, it's not that it's changing, it's that it's changing four seconds before it happens. And I just, I know there's reasoning. I just, it's annoying. It's all annoying. To okay. Me. Okay. Well, maybe we'll, I'll be less annoyed. Yeah. Maybe that will become I, my I fan. I don't know. Less annoyed by it as we, okay. we discuss. Um, so I have a few, I have a couple of foes this week. So the first one is that there was an article that came out this week mm. talking about how Silverstone is, um, it could lose its place on the calendar because so obviously we know like money cash is king, as Lewis Hamilton famously said um, in Australia 2020. And then people totally misconstrued what he was saying and whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Wasn't the first time. Won't be the last. Yeah, but exactly. Cash um, is in fact king. Cash is king. And all the all F1 wants to do is make money. Okay. That's clear. And listen, it's a business. You got to make your money. Whatever. But... Because so what I what I learned was because Silverstone I guess it's a pri- it's privately funded which means they they can't make room for like higher hosting costs if the FIA want wanted there to be higher costs so it's basically this is how much it's this is how much they're willing to pay for this track and like it it can't get higher than that whereas Las Vegas or Miami these other places are willing to put in so much money to get their track on the calendar. And I just think it is so ludicrous for so many reasons mm-hmm. because one, it's like we cannot strip away these tracks that have, I know people don't like Monaco, for example, because they don't think the racing is good. And I can understand that, but there is something about like the historical element yeah. that is important. And, and it's interesting because, because the race is in that interesting, it, put so much more emphasis on the qualifying right which i think is interesting because there's so many races where qualifying doesn't really matter, matter. so it's a different it's a nice juxtaposition with silverstone it's it's an iconic track it has history and it should stay on the calendar in place of something like a las vegas or miami which is just a total money grab totally and yeah i just think and we've had this conversation a thousand times about so many different issues within F1, but so many of their decisions is just catering towards a specific 1% fandom in the F1 space, which is the rich elite celebrities. And yeah. it's not thinking about what do fans actually want? Good races. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see 24 or whatever it is, good races than 24 Las Vegas is Miami's where there's right. a bunch of celebrities, but the racing, and we don't know what Las Vegas will be. Where the racing is 
subpar. Yeah. And it's a track that they've just manufactured, you know, in the parking lot of the Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Whatever. It has its place. It has its reason. But I like the 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 more historical places too right the spas of the world for sure is. and like i heard that um there and i don't know if this is rumor actual fact whatever but someone said that there's 30,000 tickets for the Vegas GP that are going to be released that are going to be between 4 and 500 dollars the caveat with those tickets is that it's like some fan zone like you can't see the track from yeah, where it's like you are yeah like a party ticket so first of all it's like okay that's Dumb. I mean, if people want to spend their money on that, that's their prerogative. That's fine. But this, the va- the race in Vegas is due to make over a billion dollars. So, like, I don't know what it all looks like on the back end, obviously, but you're making enough money here to yes. balance what you're yes. trying to accomplish yes. with removing Silverstone. Yes. So, just like stop. Yes. Yes. Please. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and there's also talk about adding a fourth U.S. race. And I'm also just like, unless where we're American, I I heard that. Said. I just oh, okay. But like we're Americans, we like having accessible races to go to or whatever. But there's there's continents that don't even have a race. Like a like like they've been trying for a long time to get Africa back on the calendar because there's a track in South Africa that mm. they want to go to. It's like yeah, like let's go to some more interesting, unique places rather than just like throwing another fourth race in one country because it's going to make you a bunch of money. You right. Know what I mean? And that's the thing. If, if we're going to put another race in the U S that's going to end up being a copy paste of Vegas or Miami. Like, yeah, I don't want some it. sort of like, uh, yeah. And I don't know. It's just, there needs to be. And I think there are, obviously there's so many fans who really, really value like the, I think there, there there's an ebb and flow, right? Between, tradition and then also like being willing to change and evolve with the sure. times and i'm totally down for that like you have to adapt to the new fans and the new generation and all that stuff i think that th- that's important but you also can't for for me the biggest issue is what's the what's the value on the what what are we watching because mm-hmm. if, if that's starts to decline then what's the point then what, right. what are we even doing here um so anyway, yeah, and this might be like too far fetched, but to me, the irony is like a Vegas race can happen because they have invested in a drive to survive or whatever. They've allowed those things to happen, so the fan base has gotten bigger. However, you're causing an even larger gap from fans actually being yeah. able to yeah. come oh, and totally. enjoy the sport because totally. you're now making it, you know, ten thousand dollars a ticket or five hundred dollars yeah. for a ticket that you can't even see anything. It's just yeah. kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you're you're not you're not thanking the people that are your strongest supporters and are putting dollars in your pocket yeah. you are you are rewarding the 1% like i've like i've said it's just it could get to a point where it becomes so out of touch and so completely just re- removed from reality essentially yeah. that you go back to where we were yeah exactly, exactly. Um, my other foe which is even worse did you hear about this Michael Schumacher fake interview thing? Horrifying. Yeah. So for those who don't know, there was this German publication that had this cover that was like first exclusive interview with Michael Schumacher. And I I mean, I assume most people here know that like he was in a very serious skiing accident, I think now almost 10 years ago, and basically has been out of the public eye ever since. Yeah. We don't know really his state or anything like that. Then it was revealed that the interview was actually done by AI. And obviously, the Schumacher family is suing the publication. As they should. But I'm just, I can't even. 
who even thought this was remotely many people went through this process of okaying this i was literally just gonna say it's like someone was dumb enough to think about writing it or using the you know chat gpt or whatever it was to write it but then it had to go through proofreaders editors the she you know it's like and then get terrible printed it's just the whole thing is awful terrible 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 terrible. why would you ever first of all michael schumacher should be if you're german especially he should be like your ultimate hero idol like you you um treat you should treat him with i mean everyone should treat him with respect and reverence but especially if you are german and so to disrespect him in this way it's also just like obviously you're gonna get caught out yeah right like this is the first story since his accident we literally don't know what his mental state is people are gonna start talking about it you don't think anyone's gonna fact check the fact that this never happened really bad and i think i i didn't see all of what she posted but i saw that um tony had kind of said something about it and i do think it's interesting because like media has just gotten so warped in the sense that it's like it's not about the quality of the content or the you know legitimacy of the content it's who can get it there first who can get the most clicks and then and i'm not justifying what this person did but it's just like it's all just nonsense and noise and it's just it's so bad i just can't i feel so bad too like for For the family like how offensive yeah it's just so bad yeah so offensive so that was just not not it not cool man not cool but Let's move on to our question of the week. Would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go because it kind of ties in t- sort of to what we were just talking okay. about. But um, if you could only keep um, Monaco or Silverstone on the calendar, what Ooh, would you that's pick? That's a great question. That's a really good question. It was question. geared for you specifically. Yeah, that's that's tough because obviously Silverstone is just great. Yeah. yeah, but they're both iconic in but their own way. But they're both ways. iconic in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. I know. Personally, I would keep Silverstone. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. It's, it's tough. I, I think Monaco has its flaws. Like I said, it, it, F1 cars have evolved too much to where it's just, they're too big and you just can't, you just can't. But again, it's the, there, there should be at least if Monaco eventually does go off the calendar, there should be still something that involves Monaco in some way. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that would be, but like, that needs to stick around because again, like that's where F1 essentially began in terms of the racing. So mm-hmm. got to stick around. I don't know. How about you? Would you keep? Um, I, it's interesting. Cause I think I, I probably feel the same, but I think not having Monaco would, it would be, be really weird. weird. Yeah. And, and to your point, I do like that. It's a race where the excitement is during qualifying yeah. because that's, uh, you know, doesn't always happen. Yeah. But, I yeah, totally agree. And it's so cool. If you haven't, if you're like a, new fan and you haven't watched like i think you can go online and watch like an on on board like like you guys should watch daniel ricardo's 2018 qualifying lap which is when he got pole um because it is just crazy how tight the streets are narrow and just how quickly they're going around these these streets around i mean the city i mean it yeah. is really an impressive thing to yeah. do so definitely check that out because it's pretty insane um okay my question is so Gunther's book came out mm. this week, this past week. Um, I heard. Yes. And it got me thinking about if you if you could pick a driver, and I said one that is over 30 and one that is under 30, because I figured the over 30 would be more 
obvious of a choice. So two two different people um, to have write a memoir, like a tell-all mm-hmm. memoir. Who would you pick? Who would you want to hear from the most? That's a good question, that one. Thank you. Thank you. So this is going to make a lot of people roll their eyes, but there is part of me that like really, and I want to watch this documentary too, but like I really am curious about Max's like full authentic retelling of his experience because I feel like from the bits and pieces that we know it's people myself included kind of add their own storyline to it you know or uh whatever uh project things onto it so I'd be really curious to just like understand if he was like really going to be fully open whatever I would really like that um under who's under 30 well that that he he is under 30. So that Max Oh, yeah. Is Max 30. is under 30. Okay. Speaking and then Fernando. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it would just be savage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would get a lot of tea for sure. For sure. Uh, I mean, I'd have to say Lewis just because I I also think if he was really going for it, he could share some some pretty interesting stuff. That's true. The Nico Rosberg of it all. Mm. The Fernando the of it all. Yeah. Um, I also am very curious. I'm, I'm more interested in Lewis's upbringing and his story, yeah. like his early years as opposed to Fernando's though. I'm sure Fernando's is also very interesting as well. Um, and, and then under, um, under 30, uh, I honestly would love to hear from Charles. Like I would love yeah. to know his story, um, in deeper detail mm-hmm. and just like growing up in Monaco yeah. and obviously like losing his father. And I, I mean, not that he needs to only talk about his difficulties in life, but yeah, but it's, I think part of what made him. And, yeah. And, and I would, especially love to hear about how he really feels about being a part of Ferrari yeah. at this current moment in time. And I think the perspective too of him like sort of being a paternal figure to Arthur. Yep. Yeah, while Arthur's starting, you know, or in his like F2 journey yep. and all that would be interesting. Yep. yep. Those so, little jeans are they're good. They're good. They're strong. Strong. Very, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Let's jump into our F1 learning moment. We've already um talked about it briefly, but and I'm sure most people here know it, but there is going to be a new sprint quali format for the Baku race this upcoming week. Now, originally in a sprint weekend, you would have FP1 on a Friday. You would have FP2 on a Friday. Then you would have, right? No. Am I wrong about that? No. You have FP1. You'd have qualifying on the Friday. Then on Saturday, you would have FP3. And then you'd have the sprint race. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about that. No, you're but right. I'm almost certain that that's what it is. The sprint would be on a Saturday. The qualifying is on, on a Friday. Now, the qualifying in the original format sets the grid for the sprint on Saturday. And then however the sprint finishes is then how the race starts on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they have decided to change things around this upcoming race. So it's just for Baku, right? Well, now, they're, right? T- they're trialing it. Um and part of it is because it's going to save tires, this this new format. And also, I think a lot of drivers... So I'll, I'll, I'll explain the new format and then I'll say why they're changing it. So how it's going to work this time around is on um, Friday, you have um, FP1. Then you have the regular race qualifying on Friday in place of FP2. On Saturday... In place of FP3, you have the sprint qualifying, and then you go immediately into the sprint. So however qualifying ended on the Friday, that only affects how they start the race on Sunday. 
essentially it makes the sprint event its own separate entity that has nothing to do with how the race starts on Sunday. Um, so they, they obviously qualify on Saturday for the sprint, then they do the sprint, whatever. Now, I think a lot of drivers like wanted to do it, it do it this way because they did not like it because the old format basically completely washed away the benefits of, of actually qualifying, right? Because if you got pole position on a Friday, you may not, you may not start the race on mm-hmm. Sunday in pole position, even mm-hmm. though you got pole position. Right. And it takes that away. Um, I also think people felt like they were not as willing to take risks and to be as daring and aggressive because they were worried about how it was going to affect their race start on Sunday. So they felt like if we can just start this, if we can just have the sprint be its own separate thing, drivers will be more willing to risk losing positions, gaining positions because they know it has no effect on the race on Sunday. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. How, why are you anti? It's not that I, I mean, if the drivers like it better, that's fine. I just, I think the reason I like sprints a lot is because I think it lets people it give, it's kind of like how qualifying in Monaco is better than at other races. Like I like that the sprint doesn't always, you don't always get the same grid all the time. You know, some people do better at the sprint. Like, I don't think Kevin would have started pole ever if he didn't win that sprint. He didn't win the sprint. What, oh, he was on pole for the sprint. Mm-hmm. And then he lost the pole. Yeah. But I just, uh, to me, it just, then why are we doing sprints? Like, it, because the whole, I think the whole reason, well, so, because I was going to say to your point, I actually feel like the opposite. I feel like the sprint, I feel like the sprint, for example, let's say Max has an issue in, in qualifying and he ends up, he ends up qualifying in P5. But then he has the sprint. Well, he's has the car and he's fast enough that he then can get to P1 to then start the race in P1. And it actually, yeah. it, 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 it takes away the, um, it just reshuffles the board back into its normal state. Whereas, yeah, I guess it just feels know? like a duplication of efforts, I guess. And in a way that I'm just like, well, to me, the sprint could also just be removed and everyone would be happier. I think the reason is because they want there to be some sort of like something with real, real like meaning quote unquote on every day of the weekend. So they want there to be like mm-hmm. the qualifying on a Friday, then a sprint on like, so that there's an actual reason for people to go to every single day of the weekend rather than just gotcha Saturday and Sunday. So I, I personally, I kind of like this you mean for-, for more money. <laughs> right. I, I, I kind of like this format because I think, I, I also think it's cool that it, it um, it gives more people chances to get points and, and it's a, it's an interesting thing. And it, and I kind of like that it's its own little, like the sprint are its own little separate entity that exists. And maybe we see interesting strategies and all that kind of stuff. And I think part of it too, it's like with the sprint, because there's no pit stops or anything like that. It often, I feel like it, it, you like lose that risk factor of like, Oh, like mm. the Red Bull pit stop could go poorly and therefore they could screw up. Cause ultimately Red Bull so fast that they'll just yeah run off into the sunset. So I'll be curious to see how it goes. And obviously, you know, yeah, I mean, I'll, and- yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm not going to knock it till it's happening. I just, yeah. I also, it's one of those, like the drivers have been complaining about the sprints for a lo- like, why is this? Ha- and maybe this decision was made a long time ago and we're only just now hearing yeah. about it. But again, it just sort of feels like, so we're in the season now. And I think what I had seen, this was changing because Pirelli didn't have enough tires. Yeah. I, I think they, uh, yeah, I, I think that they, um they want to like reduce the number of tires that they, have. but do they want to reduce them or like some got lost in the freight? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if that's, I mean, I feel like that's 
hard to believe just given agree the that's why i was kind have, of that's but, why i thought it was like a big eye roll but i don't know and i also like like speaking of the kevin magnuson thing like kevin magnuson getting pole position in brazil uh which was a sprint weekend but then not starting the race having that one chance to get pole and then not starting the race on pole it's kind of a bummer like it's, sure it, it 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 is cool with this new format that if some outlier person ends up getting pole that they will actually then get to start the race in pole and yeah. like a meaningful moment rather than losing the, their pole position in the first two laps of the sprint and then max starting the race on pole or whatever sure. so um curious to see what happens yeah. and uh we'll reconvene i mean i'm excited for the sprint regardless because i like sprints yes me too me too okay our pop culture moments of the week. We have a few to just quickly hit. Um, one is more, much more important than the rest. Of course. And you know what it is. Um, so the first one was Pierre Gass, who was at the Chelsea game this past week. Don't have to talk much about it. But, crossover. Uh, good crossover. I know he's definitely not a Chelsea fan, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. Um, Lewis was hanging out with Justin Bieber at Coachella. Yeah, he was. Love to see that. Would have loved to hear what they were chatting exactly. about. Um, but the most important was there was a blind item that came across... Demois' desk. Now, coincidentally, we talked about Demois last week. Perfect timing for yeah, us to bring him up. Truly. That basically said that Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift are dating, which is literally the most laughable. If it comes out as being actual truth, I will be the, the, beside the myself. The crazy thing is, like, they would have never crossed paths because, like, she's been in New York and in the States touring, like, while, like, there's just no way I know. Their, cross, their paths would have ever crossed. Doesn't I just, make a lick of sense. Doesn't make one iota of sense. And I just, I'm just dying. Like, whoever sent that in was just totally hey, trying to cause chaos. To fuck with everybody. Yeah. And it was so and funny. they did. And I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised. If you were going to pick a single F1 driver to like throw out there, why didn't they say Lewis? Because Lewis, no one would have believed Lewis. Really? I never would have believed. Like Lewis and Taylor are two similar human beings. Like I don't see. I would have much more. I would have. I, I would much more believe Lewis and Taylor. Oh, I would Fernando never see. I totally disagree. Oh, okay. I never would have. I mean, I don't believe Fernando and Taylor, but I would have never believed Lewis and Taylor. Either. I just. I uh, like. Just, Charles and Taylor, you maybe would have gotten me. More I know he's so, a lot younger, but that's, that's true. I guess I would have believed Lewis more because he's in like the celebrity world. He sure. Has, I feel like they probably have more. They've actually met before. They were at yeah. a fashion show together. Like there's more connections and things that would have brought those two together. Fernando's just not in her world. And I think that's all. why I wouldn't have believed Lewis. I, it would have felt like PR gravity to me or something. Oh, I mean, not that this isn't. The whole thing is just absolutely bonkers. And I know that someone was just like, this will be so funny if Demois posts it. Yes. And it has and been. And it's, so, it's like taken the F1 world by storm. And yeah. everyone's just like, we're all just, it's just, we're just mocking Well, people it are like showing receipts of like her songs of like, this, like Getaway Car and Antihero. And they're like, this is why it has to be. And I'm just like, that's also, I wonder if why they picked Fernando is like, so that they had receipts to show. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fake ones, obviously. It did make me think, though, that I kind of would love to see Taylor in her WAG era. Oh, yeah. It would be weird saying she's a WAG because obviously, like, because she's, she's Taylor Swift. Because she's Taylor Swift. Right. But the type of WAG I'd want her to be is so specific. I would not want her to be an American sports WAG. Duh. Like, American football? No way. Basketball? No, thank you. And like, she doesn't want that either. Baseball? No. Like, it's for me in my mind, yeah. it is football with a U yeah yeah football or f1 yeah that would be so chic the chicest i would love it like yeah or even then, like a rugby player 
Yeah, but but they're not as famous. Like I want it to be more public and famous, okay. and like with. So I was I I need to think, and actually, if, if you can think of like who that I was trying to think of, um, who was like a like a eligible person that she could be with that actually would legit like could actually come mm. true and make sense. And part of me, so this and this wouldn't really work because also they're like not they're way down below. But like one of her best friends, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds owns a team, but they're very, they're like in the fourth tier of the for now. division. Yes, for now. But I was like, maybe he can set her up with someone on the Wrexham team. Oh my gosh. And honestly, like from a fame perspective, it doesn't matter about tier. Like Ryan Reynolds is going to make these guys famous. Known, you sure. know, I just, I just wanted to see her in like the classiest of environments and like with the most, I want to see her at the World Cup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want her- but like she can bring her husband to the World Cup, you know? No, but I'm saying I want to see her dating someone because, because he's yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah, like, yeah. She's there because he's, yeah. he's playing in the World Cup. Well. Um, so anyway, if anyone could think of anyone that would be like a good person for her, uh, let's get the ball rolling. I don't know. Literally. Football. <laughs> and F1 too, but F1 just, it's a, it's a much smaller sample size. Yeah. And I also like, not that she has ever made it a thing that like height is an issue for her but yeah she's they, a tall girly she, she is tall and, and this is they're 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 not known for their height totally 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 yeah i'm gonna start thinking um and come up with maybe like a, a powerpoint list or something of people and 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 we we know that that age is not like a huge deal for her like she definitely i mean she's it's all about maturity yeah she's she's will i think she'll she'll do whatever it needs i mean she's open i don't mm-hmm. think she's um closed off so so I'm just so curious to know who it's going to be next. You know, I'm, I'm just manifesting that for her. I just, yeah, cause she's done the actor thing. She's done the singer thing, like the DJ thing. Let's branch out to a different genre. Yeah. Sports. Sports. Let's do it. I do think there's something like sweet about the whole like Wrexham thing though. Cause it's like, that's what they're called, right? Yeah. Wrexham. Yeah. Um, you got, it sounded you like watch the show. something else. So I got confused. You'll, I know I need to. It's on Disney it. plus, right? No, it's on Hulu. Okay. Whatever. Um, yeah, I know yeah. I'll cry a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's kind of this like, you know look how far we've come like you know it's just it's a similar vibe of a story to like all that taylor's had to do to get to where she is yes you know? exactly exactly so anyway okay. can't wait to see there. what she's gonna but date. speaking of fernando and taylor because this is again spawned lots of conversation mm-hmm. you know something we always love to do is like pop culture f1 crossover yeah. moments i mean it's actually the category but in terms of a bigger picture so i thought it'd be fun for us to do F1 drivers as Taylor Swift albums. You know, we've done this. I've kind of done this before. We've, mm-hmm. we've thrown it out there about certain people over the last couple of months, but we're actually going to do it for reals this time. Yeah. For this exercise, I will, because I kind of, I wrote down every album and then I kind of not personified each album, but sort of gave each album characteristics yeah. that maybe will help us with our assigning. Yes. So let's go through those and maybe then that will help because I would love the audience, people listening to play along with us. Let us know if you have differing opinions. I'm sure you will because Hannah and I certainly will have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain. So I'm going to go through each album, give kind of the descriptor, especially if you're maybe not as familiar with certain eras, times of her discography. I'm here mm-hmm. for you. Thank you. Because um, I am, you know, always. Yeah. So Taylor Swift, her debut album, self-titled, I wrote down, innocent, youthful, naive, big dreamer, 
hasn't truly been burned by the world yet. Okay. Fearless. I said, breakout, brave, some real world experience, but not a ton. Honest, daydreamer, true to themselves. Speak now. Dramatic, experimental, fantasy. Experiencing the pain of the world for the first time, not afraid to bite back. Red, heartbreak, intense, passion, true to yourself. You've been through pain, but found yourself on the other side. You also know how to have fun. 1989, new beginnings, freedom, but also pain. The joys of being on your own, being who you are, living life on your terms. Life of the party, confident. Reputation, revenge, privacy, hiding from the world, deep pain, betrayal, taught tough lessons. Lover, romantic, heart eye emoji, sweet, goofy, unafraid to be yourself, in a good place, thoughtful, bright, have been through the tough times, but come out the other side. Folklore, summary, lighter, drinking a glass of wine on your porch at night in August, creative, evermore, wintry, complex, cozy, cup of tea by the fire. And finally, midnights, highs and lows, anxiety, up all night, lots of complicated emotions, loneliness, happiness, love, anger. There we have that. Mm -hmm. So that might be just give some context of like how we're relating these drivers to these albums based on those descriptors, I guess. Yeah. Um, Shall we get into it? Yeah. And I just want to, so when we first talked about this, we were going to maybe do song also. So I felt pretty sure about some of these songs. So I might also add those in because for some of them, I can't figure out what album, but I have a song and then maybe we can. Well, yeah. And this is a discussion. Yeah. 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 This is a discussion. Um, There's, and truthfully, there's, I don't think honestly, there's any right or wrong answer. Like I think it's definitely fluid. It's very fluid. Yes. Because to be fair, on every album of hers, there's differing emotions, feelings. I think there's an overarching idea behind each one that we are kind of trying to connect with, but it's different for all. Okay. Sorry. This is in like kind of no particular order, but let's just start with Max. (laughs) Yeah, because he's number one. Yeah, I mean, but like my list is not really in any order. Um, Do you want to share yours? I said reputation. Okay, interesting because... Well... I just feel like that's his whole MO on the track. Like, I'm going to win. Just I, Well, I, the song I picked was Ready For It. Like, okay. he's just always on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... But I'm happy to, you know... Have a, have a discussion. Yeah. So I said Speak Now okay. for Max. Because I feel like he's in this era where he is like... He's still young. He's 25. He's still relatively new to the world of F1. I mean, new is not the right word, but like in his career, he could be on the track for another 15 years. Mm -hmm. And he is obviously a now two-time world champion. He's had success, kind of like Taylor in this era speak now. She had one album, album of the year with Fearless. It's like this, now all of a sudden, you're no longer the new kid on the block. Right. You've dealt with some difficulty, you're like some tough moments. You've kind of had to navigate this new world that you're that you found yourself in. Um, but you also cemented yourself as someone who's gonna be here for the long haul. Sure. So that's and I think speak now, the whole thing is like you're not afraid to speak your truth, you're not afraid to say how you feel. And I feel True. like Max is the kind of person who's just yeah. always gonna say Very how he feels yeah. and is not gonna hold back. Yeah. So that that, that that's why I had speak now. That's fair. Him. I also do want to just like add that um 
Taylor Swift and I didn't really start hanging out until 1989. And yeah. so I'm familiar with a pretty well versed in Red and then all of her hits from like the first few albums. And then I haven't really listened to Folklore or Evermore. So it's always going to have a lot more. Uh... Yeah. And and to be fair, for most of these, I, I don't associate a, a specific song. It's more mm. of just like the general vibe. So Understood. That, that's for that. Okay. Check no. Well, the song I picked was Bad Blood. Oh, okay. Because um, of the... Just his, I just feel like thing. there's a lot of tension in yeah. his career at the moment. Not necessarily with like just like with all of the forces, you know. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I I definitely see the song. I don't feel like he's 1989 vibes. As no, much. I put Reputation. Oh, okay. Um, I because Bad Blood should have been on. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. It's it, a Reputation esque song. Yeah, it's the bringing you into the new, uh, the new era. So I said Evermore because I feel like Checo. It's kind of he's a quieter persona he's yeah. not as boisterous he doesn't make himself known as much as the others mm-hmm. but and i also think because folklore and evermore are so they're like of a pair yeah and there's like kind of this joke within the taylor swift community that like evermore is like the forgotten child like folklore has got more i mean folklore was the one that won album of the year it, it i think people it got more attention it was the first one yeah evermore is kind of like i'm here too and yeah I feel like that's <laughs> kind of the max checo dynamic which is like that's fair. He's he's good. He's doing just as much or not just as much, but he's like performing as well, but he's not getting recognition. Yeah. His teammates getting. So that's why I said I concur evermore for that. I'm not I, I don't mean to be like I'm uh, not I'm not offended. OK, okay. I'm going with yeah. the knowledge I have okay, and yes. you are bringing in your deeper knowledge sure, to help sure, convince sure, 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 sure. me. Sure. Um, OK, Charles. Uh, well, for the song, I said style. Okay. And questions. Yes. And I picked Midnight says this. Oh, album. interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, I think that that's a good one. I said lover because I feel like he's, his like ultimate persona is like, right. He's like a nice guy, like mm-hmm. good heart, good intentions. Like, but he's also like been through some stuff sure. and like is still fighting through them. Mm-hmm. But like, also recognizes he's in this place where he's an F1 driver living the dream. Yeah. Like, has all the success. But yeah, I also, I just felt like in this particular time in his life, he's got a little bit more anger yes, than totally. maybe ever before totally. or some frustration, totally. definitely but it's midnights. not reputation level, even yes. though we want it to yeah, be totally. And I, and there's, and the whole midnights thing of like keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. things that are just like, Question. you're like, yeah. And, and, and you're like self doubt and a lot. I think that is a big theme in the album is just like her recognizing like, am I good enough? Like, why am I like all that kind of stuff? And I feel like he's definitely in a period of yeah. thinking about that. Um, Carlos. Okay. This is my favorite. I might stop talking about the songs, but this is my favorite one that I came up with. And I don't know if it's songs. an original thought, but Carlos is the enchanted wildest dreams oh, mashup on the 1989 tour. I love that. Yeah. I felt pretty proud about That's that. That's so good. You know, I, I was thinking about this. Sometimes when I listen to Taylor Swift, I think that like she writes like the perfect songs if you're a fangirl. Yeah. Like for what it feels like. She is one. She she is one, but like her her songs, yes, they can be like used in like a personal Mm -hmm. situation, but in terms of like how fangirls like projecting about things and like her like I'm not a fan of the song gorgeous at all. Mm -hmm. But like if you read the lyrics of the song, it's like, okay, like I totally see what she's like like, I, I get it completely. Yeah. You know? Could like, identify when she that. says, um, uh, hold, please, because now I can't think of the lyric and it's going to bother me. It is me. Wildest Dreams and Enchanted, right? I didn't make yes, that up. Yes, oh, yes, so yes, yes. Um, love that. That's one of her best mashups of all Agreed. time. Agreed. It's so good. Um, well, okay. When she says, you've 
ruined my life by not being mine. Fear. Well, just <laughs> that's an accurate statement. And then she says, if you've got a girlfriend, I'm jealous of her. But if you're single, that that's honestly worse. Facts. If you're um, single, that's honestly worse. That's so real. So the song hits different, like the bonus song. Yes. Midnight's when she um, says, I still haven't heard it. You haven't. I'll, no. play, I'll play it for you after this. Thank you. She has Can a line where she's, no, it's still like the Target exclusive. So you can't get it on Spotify yet. But she has a line where she says, I pictured you in love with other girls and then throw up on the street. There. <laughs> Relatable. Um, okay, <laughs> Carlos, I said red because yeah. I feel like he's got that fiery passion. I attribute him more with, I think, like Pierre, I, I, and we'll get to him, but like there's a similar vibe there. Yeah. I, I know Carlos is more stable <laughs> and he's more. Um, steady mm-hmm. but i think he has it in him to be losing him with blue like i never yeah. you know blah 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 um that's how i feel okay mm-hmm. george lover i just because he's just like a he's just like a in love man yeah he just feels like i don't know and maybe i think there's parts of him that are a little bit more serious obviously and but he there's also just this like yeah he's just a little london boy you know <laughs> he is a london boy Mm -hmm. so i said fearless but only because i feel like the fearless vibe is like your breakout thing like you're you're like bursting out on on the scene you're like really making a statement for yourself you're like solidifying yourself as like no longer just the young guy like i'm here to stay sure this is my statement i feel like george is in that era of his life like he is he is cementing himself as someone who is going to be here for the long haul um he's proven himself as a really good driver against yeah. lewis like he's young but it doesn't mean he shouldn't be taken seriously Facts. et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. lewis hamilton mm, i said midnight's on this one i said too. midnight's too mastermind i feel song I yeah i feel like lewis is not i think the obvious answer is re- reputation that's what people would mostly go for but i don't really think not really his vibe yeah he's I, more of a karma he's guy, yeah you he, know yes 100 percent. he is not really a revenge guy no he's like I it'll find see, you the revenge yes. will find you yes but i also yes revenge will find you but i also think there's a lot of things that he privately has to like reckon with and i think a lot about specifically like after abu dhabi 2021 mm-hmm. I think he spent a lot of sleepless nights like yeah. thinking about what he could have done differently, like really yeah, like ruminating. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But he puts out like the bejeweled persona. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm all good. Like I just think, I think it encompasses all of his different yeah. vibes. I feel like that's like pretty much what he is. is yeah. It's for sure. It's bejeweled. Yeah. Karma is, well, karma could go for a lot of these drivers, but for sure. that's how he feels about life. It's like, this person's going to get with Yeah, yeah exactly. Them. Like, I don't need to handle it. The universe has got yes, my back. Exactly. Okay, Lando Norris. So for the song, I picked State of Grace. Ooh, okay, why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I love that song. It's so good. It's so good. It just felt vibey. I, but I think album-wise, I said 1989, okay. and I don't really know that I agree with that as we've started going through the list. So I would love to hear your take. I said speak now because again, I think he is, he's been in F1 for a bit now and he's now at the place where again, he's no longer the young guy on the scene. He's not, he's past his like breakthrough time and he's realizing like life's kind of tough and like I'm going through it. It's not as sunshine rosy as I thought it once was. Um, 
and I'm having to get through it. Yeah. And also Lando, someone who's like not really afraid to kind of say how he feels. Yeah. And he's he's not a wallflower. Right. And so that's why I went with Speak Now for me specifically. But love know. it. Oscar Piastri. I think this is easy. I just said debut. Yeah, okay. Debut, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's again, all I got. New beginnings, brand new. No, hasn't been burned yet, though he kind of has, I guess. I mean, he's yeah. had his own little issues. <laughs> but um, he's just a new baby. But he's, and, and and like, it's like, wow, this has real potential. Like mm-hmm. this out, it's like, these hits are great. This is amazing. But like, what the, what is this going to actually become? I think that's very yeah. much Oscar. It's like such raw talent. Mm-hmm. But how will it manifest itself? TBD. Yeah. Pierre. So I think we know Red. Well, Song wise, because to me it was just funny, but I did don't blame me for reputation. Oh, interesting. Because it sort of got that screaming cry on the bathroom floor vibe. Totally. Totally. So I actually said Red is obviously the album I've attributed to him the most. Mostly though, because it's the album that I would write about him. Ah. Yeah. I actually think he's 1989 because Hmm. I said it's all about like new beginnings, like, like, trying something different and i feel like right now he's in that like new beginnings era like sure. he's with alpha Tauri for so long mm-hmm. he's like now alpine it's this new time in his life yep he's like had that kind of difficulty and pain and like struggle but he's like evolving into a new person yeah and he's like starting something different he's making amends with people he's like had problems with before like he's yeah. kind of in like his friend era as mm. well which taylor was very much in her friend era totally those fourth of july parties man um and i just think also pierre is like kind of like that independent i'm gonna do what i want kind of guy yeah and i feel like that was very much her vibe in that time frame so i dig it so i went with that for for him um esteban i have no idea i wrote speak now but like i don't know i said folklore great because (laughs) i think folklore again and like it's not the loudest. It's not the most. It doesn't have the massive hit single that everyone's going to jam out in their car. It's not. Um, it's not as in your face, mm-hmm. but like it's got something there yeah. that you can really hang on to. And uh, it's also been through been through the ringer. Um, and uh, it's like the reliable choice that you go to when you just like need something to listen to and like yeah. have on in background. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorite albums. Um, Interesting of hers. Um, and I feel like it just fits his overall vibe. Great. Um, this one should also be obvious. Fernando Alonso. Reputation. hundred percent. But I said his song is anti-hero because his song is TikTok anti-hero. told me that. Yeah, his song yeah. is anti-hero. Which is why Taylor and Fernando are dating. Right. It's obviously about Fernando. I mean, look what you made me do is also Fernando. Totally. Well, who do, oh I we haven't gotten to him, but I put it down for Lance because oh. I literally just pictured a montage of him just crashing into all of his teammates. <laughs> And anyone that got within a foot of him. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, so accurate. And if someone can make a, like, a, if it doesn't exist already, if you want to do, like, an edit. Yeah. I think that could yeah. be funny. No, I mean, if anyone was to write a song or an, an album about, like, being pissed, coming back for revenge, like, it's Fernando Alonso. Yeah. And he's 100. coming for the karma. Yeah, exactly. He makes the karma happen. Exactly. He is, he's not evolved past the point of, like, bitterness. You right. know, he is... He is, or at least that's what he puts out. Correct. Um, that's his persona. That's his persona for <laughs> sure. Okay, Lance. Um, I don't know. I said speak now. I said midnights for Lance Perfect. because I also think he's someone who kind of puts out a certain persona or like, but actually he's dealing with a lot of things like Agreed. being the son of the owner and yeah. 
struggling with that and like I think a lot of I think antihero is actually also could be mm-hmm. something that Lance deals with because I think there's so much talk about would he be on the grid if he wasn't question if he wasn't his father's son like a lot of self I'm sure he deals with self doubt sure. and issues of like feeling like he actually belongs and yeah. that's I think what the album is so much about so I went with that for don't forget where you belong Mr. Stroll um Yuki. 1989. Okay. But I have no marriage to I that. I said Fearless. Great. Because, again... With- I'm really bad at this because I really only listen to Reputation 1989 and some of them. Well, you've nailed some of them. That's good. Um, And it's not too late to nail some more. <laughs> yes, totally. Yuki, I feel like, again, it's just like, he's here and he's going to make a statement and you're not going to forget this guy. True. You know, like, I... He hasn't been around enough for it to be like, okay, you are a legendary guy. Like, you're going to be around forever or whatever, but you will always remember the name, Yuki yeah. Sonoda. Well, yeah. Um, he's made his presence known. And that that to me is fearless. Like she made her presence known in the, in the music space when Love Story came out. It was like, this is me. And yeah. You're going to take me seriously. The amount of proposals that have happened at the Eras tour during that song is bonkers. It's like my, my absolute worst nightmare. Well, of course, but it's their dream come true. Sure. So sure. Um, about you. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. It's not. Nick DeVries. I said fearless. Okay, I said, but de- I don't really. I know. said debut. Debut's fine. Yeah, I mean, um, because I again brand new. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, though I think I don't love it because I do think he's been through a lot with like his struggle. T- I think it's kind of his story. It's like Taylor's journey into becoming a music star, like her hustle of like trying to get a music deal. Yeah, moving to Nashville, like doing all of these things seems like, like an overnight thing. Like all of a sudden he just popped out on the scene, yes, but, but he's like, been grinding. he's really been grinding and like how it was kind of overlooked for such a long time. And is getting his shot at the age of 28. Like, yeah, he has worked really hard to be where he is. And uh, it might seem like he just like did well in one race in Monza and then like got his shot. But actually, it's been a, a lifelong process for yeah, him. Like that so, was finally the like. Yeah. The, the thing. Yeah. That was exactly. like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, K-Mag. I said Evermore. Okay. But like, I, I just because of your sure. explanation of it, I, I don't know that, that I know anything. Sure. I also said red. I could kind okay. of yeah. see a K-Mag red. He just it. like, there's like, I feel like the Boney Vare vibe yes, fits totally. K-Mag. Like, and exile so, for sure. But yeah. Like, exiles on folklore. But, Doesn't matter. But yes, for sure. <laughs> well, he's also, he's also on Evermore too, but okay, different song. Cool. But um, yes, I definitely see that. Um. I think he, I, th- I think that fits. I mean, I think the, like the woodsy, yeah, the woodland creature thing, yeah. thing fits, but I also think he kind of has like some, yeah, red vibes to mm-hmm. him as well. Um, Nico, I said speak now. And That's I don't fine. really know why. I said red and for no reason. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I like, I was like, I like him, but why? Like, I couldn't, right. I couldn't give you any, I don't know him at right. all. Right. Alex. So I said 1989. I okay, great. I and I, his song is New Romantics. Oh, I like that. He's so yeah. poppy and fun. I love that. Yeah. I and unexpected think... because I didn't know that song existed on the album yes. until much too late. I, I think for him, it, again, it's like new beginnings. Like his time yeah. with William is like a fresh start, like yeah. a turning of the page. He's like becoming a different version of himself than he was also, previously. Platinum Blonde. <laughs> Platinum Blonde. Exactly. Our favorite Taylor Swift era. Um. Yeah, he's trying out different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. That was a very big staple of her in that time. Sure that was. Frame. And he's just living his life, having a, a good time, and also like feels very doesn't feel as stressed and anxious like he was when he was with Red Bull. I think yeah. he was so worried about losing the seat, and like now that he has had a second chance, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I'm just gonna have fun and enjoy enjoy this time and not be so worked up over it. Yep. Um, Logan. 
So I don't know. I said fearless. I said fearless. Okay, too. that's great. But I also said in honor of those pizza photos he took, his song is Welcome to New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of the pizza yeah. photos. Yeah. I, I think fearless works for him. Um I I think especially because of the like I'm an Amer- I'm like the first American on the grid yeah. in a long time. It's like kind of makes big a bigger splash than maybe some other rookie drivers. It's like yeah. there's more riding on him. For sure. Um, and like Which an isn't really fair, but... to succeed. So I feel like Fearless fits. Um, Valtteri? So I said lover slash folklore because I wasn't sure. Okay. And I'm still not totally I sure. I said 1989. Okay. For the similar reason of the Alex album, which is like, it's a new beginning. It's a new vibe. It's a, yeah. it's a shift. Like he's was in the Merc era for so long. It was mm-hmm. kind of like this ri- rigid st- it was like almost like taylor with her country it was like i'm in this box and i'm kind of like stuck in this sure. space and then now i've moved to this new thing where like i'm freer i can like cut my hair have a mullet yeah, yeah, yeah. i can like be wild and crazy and i'm not so constricted to like my original genre mm-hmm. of sorts i think when you're in your description of folklore though there was some like drinking wine on the yes. porch that's literally why i gave yes. it to oh and i could definitely like that more version yes i can see yeah. that totally too yeah i think that fits completely i think there's multiple albums you could do for valtteri agreed joe i don't really know i said evermore because again i feel like That's, he's yeah. like again it's it's the introspection mm-hmm. it's quieter it's more yeah um unassuming unassuming like thoughtful um deep um like unexpected unexpected yes exactly i, I think that fits his vibe very well we didn't forget anyone did we i don't think so I was also going to ask, what album do you think you are? Or like we could answer for e- each other, maybe. Well, it's hard because I don't know if I'm picking the album I like the most or if I'm picking the album that's most authentically me. You, you got to pick the one that's authentically you. But I, I know, but I don't know if I'm being correct. Like, mm, okay. I would say... I know what I think you are. I say Midnight, so oh. 1989. Oh, see, I, see, I knew that I was going to... Well, no, it's okay. But I mean, this is where I'm like, because those are my favorite albums, although I like Reputation, too. But I would have said Speak Now Okay, for you, because I feel like you are like... Am I in my breakout era? Is that what Speak Now is? era, but like, kind of. But you're also in your like, I'm not afraid to just... You like don't... You're not afraid to say what you think, how you True. feel like you're going to go for... You're going to write Dear John, you know, five-minute version, or that's that's i mean that yeah, is yeah. the version um <laughs> it is five minutes it is five minutes like i just think you're not you're not afraid she's not afraid of all the attention. yeah i went to i'm not afraid oh interesting whatever um and i feel like i'm folklore sure you don't have any opinion <laughs> i just don't know i bet like it, it tracks based on the knowledge i have and the explanation you gave earlier can we do this with one direction albums because i sure. feel like we i'd be did, way better at that harry styles yeah but <laughs> one direction i love one them it's harder though because it's less distinctive it's less i know you know like clear cut like this is the specific vibe that they're going for maybe it's we like, do songs sure sure <laughs> um yeah you guys let us know what you think if you mm-hmm. have an opinion on the different albums what al and hannah and i are best yeah best i'd be like. curious about that yeah um all right well that was fun um, it was i feel like i didn't um you did you offered listen we all have our different takes and opinions you I brought know. good song recommendations i just think this was the moment i realized how little i know about taylor swift's early years and that's fine yeah and we you all will, have a different journey you will learn more um when you have to prepare for the eras tour I'll have to, i mean she doesn't really do a lot from her like 
she does the I'm most I'm more nervous about having to get into evermore and folklore for she her. Does the, for... She does the well, I guess that's enti- not entirely true. The song she so most of the songs she does, I think, are like the bigger hit songs. And I think you would really like it. It just have you haven't given it yeah, a, I know. a fair shot. Um, it, you know? <laughs> uh it's a weird time. <laughs> but we will be be back next week with our Baku recap. I am I'm, um, I'm gone next week for part of the weekend because I have a wedding so i'm gonna do my very best to stay as up to date as possible with all literally forgot about that all the things going on um so you know but i'm gonna watch everything it's just gonna be i'm gonna be trying to uh not not delay just trying to um make sure i'm really up to date and not missing a single understood um hope you guys all all have a fabulous week get ready for race weekend thank god it's back we will see you next week bye (laughs) 